18 minutes before the hour here on the Drought Large Radio Show, and we're we're pleased to be back with our good friend Jimmy Lozon. He's the coach of the Londonderry Lancers varsity football team, generally in charge of the whole football program, and he has joined us almost every week here for been a while now yeah i think eight months eight months uh to talk about what's happening not just you know the x's and o's and the schedules and the rivalries but uh we've really tackled a lot of great issues uh, about youth sports in general here and we thank jimmy for that this morning he's brought to us by paul martineau paul is a candidate for alderman in manchester ward two that's my ward by the way i live there <laughs> So the, the five-member brawl, <laughs> the five-candidate brawl for Alderman is happening really, literally, in my backyard. Anyway, during Paul's 15 years as Manchester's elected welfare commissioner, he has reduced the department's budget by over half a million bucks. So if you look at it today versus 15 years ago, you will actually see it's half a million dollars less in real dollars in spending. Who does that? Paul did that. He eliminated two positions in his department, saving hundreds of thousands of dollars in salary and benefits over the years. And the staff, under his leadership, returned over $2.5 million of unspent money to your, of your hard-earned tax dollars back to the city treasury. As alderman, he pledges to continue to work for efficiencies in government, as well as the opioid crisis, neighborhood safety, education, property taxes, infrastructure, and economic development. To learn more about how Paul accomplished all that he did as the welfare commissioner and how he plans to accomplish more as the alderman in Ward 2, give Paul Martineau a call at 493-1652. That's 493-1652. Or drop him an email at pmartineau65 at yahoo.com. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning. How are you? Good. 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 So uh, week one. Yeah. We had a big win. So Did you? Yeah, it was nice. It cool. Was... So you bounced back from your uh, jamboree, jamboree drubbing <laughs> <laughs> the yep. hands of the bulldogs. Yeah. So your strategy paid off. Who? Uh, <laughs> we'll give you a chance to crow a bit. One, who'd, who'd one you play? of the reporters came up to me after the game. He's like, "So when you said you sat some of your players versus beat, uh, Bedford, you meant you start you sat your entire starting lineup." <laughs> I was like, "No, no, we didn't. Bedford is really that good, but." Uh, we did hold a few guys out, and we did, you know, decide to not show everything in the jamboree, and yeah, it paid off. You there know? you go. So, who'd you play? Uh, Bishop Curtin. Curtin. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Curtin. Yeah. Like, Curtin's you know perennially tough in many sports, but yeah. particularly football. Yeah, yeah. So, they haven't missed the playoffs, and I think it's it goes back to like fifteen years. So, so did you beat them at your house or theirs? Theirs. You beat Curtin at Curtin. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we put fifty five points up, which was Ooh. a great, great. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised by that as well. But uh, <laughs> now uh, now is Girton having one of those rebuilding years? Or I mean, <laughs> time will tell. I mean, I'm wondering. No, I mean, well, because yeah. you know it happens, right? Yeah. I mean, we talked about Trinity last week, and Absolutely. you know they got they graduated like almost their entire team. So now they're saying, oh, we're just going to do the JV thing. Right, right. So and it comes in waves and cycles. So for sure. You know, did Girton, uh, is it a young team? I know you have a young team. Yeah, we have a young team, too. Um, you know, they have some really good players. They just, uh, you know, we were able to find a, a couple of things early on that were working for us, and we just kind of kept going with it. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, the game just, it just you know, things bounced our way on Saturday night, which was nice for a change. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we had good field position all night long, and we just 
took advantage of it and, and, and it scored home. when the uh, opportunities came. And they're, they're, they probably had the best player on the field maybe mm-hmm. uh, with their quarterbacks, a very good ball player. And um, we were able to kind of contain him uh, somewhat. And, uh, yeah, it was a it was a great night, and hopefully uh, we can keep it rolling. Right, who do you get, who you got next we week? Have Timberlane tomorrow night at Timberlane. And, Timberlane, uh, yeah, and they're always a they're always a very physical, very physical team. Like they're they're going to be very tough. Um, well, give my regards to Emperor Metzler if you see him. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they will get after it. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Well, there you go. All right. So now, and it's kind of funny because you know. What do you do? I mean, it was 55 to what? Did Girton out? What would 21. It okay. So and it was close in the first half. It's 35-21 at halftime. Yeah. And uh, and then we were able to keep them from scoring the second half. There you go. So, I mean, you come off a big win like that. Uh, you know, is it hard to get the guys to focus on the next game and sort of, uh, you know, hey, that's, you, you, haven't, you haven't won it yet. <laughs> that's that's exactly been us all week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to uh, we have to rein them in. And, and being a young team, we don't want them to, you know, they, they're feeling really good. And mm-hmm. um this is the type of team. Uh, they think they're all that. How do you keep them from thinking they're all that in a bag of chips before they get hit by the chip truck? You know. Well, yeah, mean? we make sure, and that's you know, we make sure to show them the the negatives that they had on uh, Saturday night, and we had a pretty clean game for the most part. But there were some things that we needed to fix, and yeah. um, there's still some, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement, and we're playing a different style of team. Bedford's a very, I mean, sorry, uh, Bishop Girton's a very, you know, spread it out finesse type team and and timberlane is not like that timberlane's gonna ground you know, and pound yeah they're gonna ground and pound they're gonna come right at us and and so it's a it's a, we got to switch gears now we've got to be able to to match them for for who they are and we've always played pretty well against those finesse type teams uh so hopefully um we'll be able to and this would get us this is another road game for a young team to get off the two road wins right off the bat would be huge for us i mean it would be uh it'd be great so they know the emphasis is on this game, and, and uh, if we want to have any chance of maybe pushing for a playoff spot this year, this is a game that we, we, we have to have. You know. So you have to beat Timberlane. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, it, I mean, it's only the second game of the season, though. So I mean, well, That was one of the points I was going to bring up today, is that football is like no other sport, man. It's, it's, it's just there's only nine weeks, you know, and you only play one game a week, and it's so, there's so much emphasis on almost every game. It's it's crazy. It's that's why there's only one game a week, and it's takes five days of preparation and four hour coaches meetings on Sundays and going over every little thing and because they can come back to bite you on uh, on game night. Now, do you guys have film? How do you get film of say Timberlane? Do you yeah. send out scouts to watch? It's the, a great question because a lot of people probably don't know this. It's uh there's this um, software called Huddle H U D L and. Um, Every team in the state uses it, and then there's just an exchange method, and you just pass film to each other. So, so you guys have to film your games. Correct. You have to upload it to this site so that anybody who wants to can watch it. My film guy right now is probably laughing because we uploaded it <laughs> Saturday night at like one thirty in the morning. Um, we were having a good time because we had just won, and uh, we were like, oh, man, we got to get that up and send it to Timberlane. And we were playing Saturday night, so that put us on a short week because usually it's Fridays. Yeah. Um, so... We had to get right back to it on Sunday, break all that film down, and you know you can type everything in. You can put your little notes on it, and all the kids are linked to Huddle too, so they get an email when uh, when I put my notes on, and so they go on, they watch the film, and they can see you know all my corrections on certain plays and stuff like that. It's it's, it's really cool. It's kind of taken over, um, 
you know, for football in general. I mean, college, every college team uses it, every high school team. And so, so this is the software that you were saying that the recruiters use. Correct. When they want to, you know, scout uh, uh, kids out. It's so easy to now, like, all you got to do is go to a play, put a little star next to it, click the star, and then move it into your category for a player so you make a highlight video. It's so easy to to, to maneuver and do everything hmm. um, through the software. And so you just pass your huddle film and you put it on – anywhere you want and get that link and you send it to the college coaches and and then they can email me and say hey coach can you send me two games of this guy and i it's very simple i just click two buttons and they're on their way so i mean what about um say injuries i mean injury is always a big in sports but i think particularly in football do you do you see that you have more injuries say at the beginning of the season when you know kids aren't quite uh, in the swing yet or maybe towards the end of the season where they may, uh, you know, their conditioning may be uh, waning yeah. or in the middle of the season where they, they feel like they're really, you know, in the hunt and after it. Or is, is, there any, is there any time in the season that you tend to get more injuries than less, I guess? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, we try to ease into it for us. And we our goal is to not have anybody hurt during double sessions at our own practices. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a tough balance because you got to do some physicality stuff and you got to tackle and you've got to block. Uh, but we want to go into the first game of the year fully healthy. Yep. Um, that didn't happen this year. We lost a, a good player in the Jamboree. And um, it's, I, I would say kids kind of get worn down towards the end of the year. Yep. Their bodies start to break down. They well, start it's like to me, have, by the time I hit Friday, I get up at 3.30 every morning. <laughs> by the time I hit Friday, I'm pretty much on fumes yeah. and desperately waiting for that sleeping time on Saturday right. morning. Exactly. And so it's... Week seven, week eight, week nine, the kids are dealing with nagging injuries at that point, maybe an ankle sprain, a shoulder injury that they can't avoid because now they have to hit every week, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's football, is, it seems like it's just the right amount, you know, of time because after the end of that season, those kids need that month of, you know, the end of the month of November to kind of recover before they get into their winter sports, mm-hmm. um, but this sport has been it's been crazy as I've as I've been coaching for a little bit longer here, um, going my tenth year this year. It's like one injury can impact such you know impact a team in such a uh, a negative way. Um, there's a there's a really good player, one of the best players in the state that were playing Timberland this week, and they they lost their guy in the Jamboree towards ACL. And um, we're seeing it more and more between concussions and shoulder injuries and and um, ACL tears. Guys are done for the year, and it's impacts it impacts their team. Yeah. You know, now, is, we lost our running back last year before the season started to an ACL injury, and that that had an impact on us all year. Yeah. So now, is it is it because of the strength of the player, or necessarily the position that they're in, or because you know, if you can lose a guy, um, and it blows up your whole season, you know, kind of disables your your whole team. Yep. What what does that say about football? I know it's we the depth. Not every team has depth, we, yep. you know, and then there's such a difference between in high school seniors and younger kids that, mm-hmm. you know, your backup might be a sophomore. And if you get hurt, I mean, it's just there's such a big difference. It it says a lot. I mean, you've got to be smart as a coach to try to keep guys healthy, but certain things you can't control, obviously. Right. What happens on Friday night happens on Friday night. But during the week, we, you know, we're so quick with the whistle and uh, we we try to avoid contact and, you know, we try to do certain things, uh, simulate tackling drills with uh, tackling wheels and, you know, big, uh, you know, 
exercise balls and we you know we tackle those this is why kids can't tackle anymore <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, and we saw it on front on saturday night and i said that to my to my staff i'm like you know us missing tackles is probably my fault because i'm so worried about us getting injured that we try to simulate it and there's no simulation to a guy that's moving right as fast but, as he can but ultimately though if you know if you're trying to avoid injuries in practice and you're therefore not necessarily preparing the kids for the you know the contact of the game itself yeah. does that lead to a higher uh, higher inc- incident of injury on the field that's 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 a good point i mean we we spend a lot of time on form tackling and all that kind of stuff so that when they get out there and they got to go full speed they're hopefully going to have their eyes up and you know their head up and not leading with their head down and doing things like that but there's there's no simulation to it but then if you do it you have to tough that balance out between kids getting hurt taking you know the wrong type of hit and uh and now he can't play on friday night and my philosophy has always been this came from west when i was there was we didn't have that many you know very good players so we just said listen i'd rather lose friday night with my best players on the field than lose one of those guys monday through thursday and go out there and just kind of know we we were were in trouble you know so um there are certain guys we just you know, we're very careful with not not now. I mean, now we treat everybody the same. But at West, it was like a few guys that we were like blow the whistle before anybody could even get near them because we couldn't we couldn't afford to lose them. Yeah, you know? and then you take the hit on Friday night. You're like, hey, uh, no one's touched me all week, and then bang. I know, it. <laughs> I know. It's a tough balance, but there's there's all kinds of things out there that, that are helping the safety of the game. And um, like I said, we spent a ton of time on form tackling. The form was really good. We just didn't wrap up and finish on Saturday night. Uh, so we just got to keep working on that. But that will come with some game experience too. Yeah. Guys will be playing more. So now something tells me that if we went back to uh, the old days of leather helmets and you know the pads the way they used to be, that um, the game the game would change. I'm not sure it would be all for the worse either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you're not going to, you're not going to slam your head into somebody at, at full speed when they're coming straight at you. If you're wearing a leather helmet, <laughs> right. well, we brought in a rugby coach to kind of talk about that. Yeah. And he talked about, you know, um, how they don't want to get their head involved. And so everything they do is head to the side and like how they go into form tackling and all that kind of stuff. So we spent a lot of time with that. We had him come down for an entire weekend and work with the kids on tackling drills and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, when a kid's running and he's juking and you're flying up, you know, you're going to go back to, you know, your instincts and you're just going to go in there and try to hit him as hard as possible. But, Kill! you know, we got to wrap up and, uh, you know, I'd rather see good form. But, yeah, for the mo- that was probably the only negative Saturday night for us was a lot of missed tackles. But that seems to be a common theme in the game now. You'll see tonight in the Patriots game. I was going to say, are the, are the Patriots are tonight? Yeah, Patriots. Chiefs the season tonight. opener? Yep. Who are they playing? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. Well, see, now those are the only two teams left in the NFL that I'll watch because they're the only two teams who sent the edict out. Oh, that and Seattle, who refused to do that Colin Kaepernick crap, <laughs> you know, not respecting the flag and the veterans that uh, have fought for it by taking a knee and all that baloney. It will be jam-packed and loud, I'm sure, at that stadium tonight. But they, 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 they I think Fox- I smell an upset. Maybe, can't, maybe, maybe the Chiefs can pull this one off. <laughs> we'll see. You're talking uh, now, are they in Foxborough? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, All right, so. well, maybe maybe I'll pay attention. Coach Jimmy Lowe's on up against the Timberlane Owls tomorrow night. Are you at home or are you at Timberlane? Away again. You're away again. So you're going to come back next week uh, bragging about two big road wins. I hope wins. so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll probably take a look at the season and get a preview of yeah. uh, what's happening around the state, see how teams are performing, et cetera, et cetera. 
always of interest here in the Manchester area, especially you get the Grizzlies, you get the Bulldogs. West had a great game last week, and Central's got some yeah. very winnable games coming up. And <clears throat> Central Memorial this week, so that should be good. There you go, Clash of the Titans. All right, Jimmy Lozon, thanks for being with us here Thank at you. Sports in Our Own Backyard. Josh, do what you can with what's on. <laughs>